Rick Dolly Wall. Rick Dolly Wall. It's time for Rick Dolly Wall. Rick Dolly Wall. It's time for Rick Dolly Wall. Rick Dolly Wall. It's time for Rick Dolly Wall. Rick Dolly Wall. It's time for Dolly. Rick Dolly Wall. It's time for Rick Dolly Wall. Rick Dolly Wall. It's time for Dolly. Rick Dolly Wall. It's time for Rick Dolly Wall. Rick Dolly Wall. It sure is. Welcome back to Halford Abrupt here, Sportsnet 650. Jamie Dodd, Thomas Trance filling in for Halford and Bruff as they take an early Christmas vacation. Uh, Halford and Bruff brought to you by the Delari family of Acura dealers. Experience the Delari difference today. Visit your nearest Delari Acura dealer today. This hour of Halford and Bruff is brought to you by Campbell and Pound Real Estate Appraisers. Trust the expertise of Campbell and Pound. Visit campbell-pound.com today. And of course, we are coming to you live from the Kintec studio. Kintec. Canada's favorite orthotics provider, powered by thousands of five-star Google reviews. Sore feet? What are you waiting for? Now joining us on the line, you see him every day uh, on TV, on Donnie and Dolly, on Check TV from 10 to noon. You also hear him... Not on weekends. Not Monday on to Friday. Friday. People understand that. Monday People to Friday. know what I mean. Every business day, every weekday on check tv also joins us on wednesdays for the crossover on canucks talk uh, with his uh, his co-host don taylor and as a regular here on halford and bruff every friday he is of course rick dolly well rick we had the big send-off the holiday send-off on wednesday and here we are chatting again how's it going and then I got to deal with Durant and uh, Donnie and Dolly. I'm going to be sick and tired of this guy by the end of this day. <laughs> you guys talk. Uh, hey, you guys talk a lot. Yes, we. I do. might be hitting the crown early tonight because uh, too much Durant this week. Way too much. Well, hey, it's, it's a lot. It's of the Friday before Christmas, Dolly. So you've yeah, earned it. You've earned true. that crown at the end of the be day. Be in a good mood. Good yeah. mood. <laughs> you sound like my wife. I've had enough of you. Oh. I can't. I, I've had enough of Drance. I cut him <laughs> off. I, I don't let him. Uh, we don't talk anymore. We just text. I can't handle the conversations. I used to go for long walks, and Drance would call, and it would just ruin my walk. Because I go on walks, uh, you know, to relieve stress, and he'd just bring the stress right back. So I cut him off. I cut him off. <laughs> uh, Rick, okay, so lots going on with the Canucks right now. Obviously, you know, they pick up the one yeah. point in Dallas, six out of eight on the road trip. I do want to start. You know, with the guy who wasn't in the lineup last night, and that's Andre Kuzmenko, second game out of the lineup, looking in. You know, this is the second time this season he's been out for multiple games now. And, you know, I know we heard uh, from Elliot Friedman yesterday, hey, if teams all see what's going on here, if they want to do something, they have Jim Rutherford's number. What's the latest you're hearing? And is this starting to point more towards a potential trade uh, when the roster freeze lifts and we get into the new year? I, I, I don't see that, and I'll tell you why. Right now, when I, I, I talk to both sides, uh, the word patience uh, comes up a lot. Patience, patience, patience. Look, all sides want to make this work. There isn't nobody that doesn't want to make it work. Teams, yes, they've called on Kuzmenko, but a lot of it is information gathering. But ask yourself, guys, how, how are you going to move a $5.5 million player on the fourth line with six goals and no confidence, you know, playing 9, 10, 11 minutes? People assume that uh, because Milstein got Nikita Zadorov out of Calgary that he's going to do the same thing here with Kuzmenko. But Milstein tells me his number one priority is to make it work with the Canucks and get Kuzmenko back on track. Now, 
there's an interesting dynamic here. It's Milstein's relationship with Vancouver's management. It's different. He's got so many players in Vancouver. He talks to Alvina Rutherford almost on a daily basis. There's mutual respect there. So I'm going to guess that it would have to go to a really, really, really bad spot before Milstein asked for a trade for his client. Bottom line is the player knows why he's in the coach's doghouse. So now the onus is on him the player to get out of the doghouse and if Tockett wasn't giving him clarity it'd be different the player clearly knows what he's doing wrong and he's got to buy in and make it work because the other players are all buying into what Tockett you know I'm going to give you an example many years ago there was a player in Vancouver who had his relationship with the coach just it wasn't good it was so bad that the PR department and not the coach was telling the player when he was a healthy scratch that player coach development the player coach relationship sometimes can go really sour that's not the case here talk its communication skills with players is very good there's no gray area you always know where you stand with talk it doesn't matter if you're fourth line first line it just doesn't matter this guy's a good communicator and but but jamie to tell you that i think everybody wants to make it work they're they're talking daily uh, i was just texting with uh, milstein this morning he's just showing no signs of uh, being upset or anything he told me again this morning it's going to work so they're trying hard to make it work and and hopefully they can turn this player around because last year he took the city in the league by storm yeah. everybody was loving him 39 goals and and now nobody 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 would say that you know Chris Christmas is coming up, and he's only got six goals. So it's it's a life of a player, ups and downs. But I do believe in my heart, both sides uh, do want to make it work first. I, I hear you that everyone wants to make it work, and that makes sense, right? They brought the player over, he signed here, they yeah. extended him, he's had success. I can totally understand that. But is there a point where both sides look at it and say, "Okay, we plan A was making it work. We wanted to make it work." It's not working, so now we might have to move on. And, you know, can we get to that? Is there a chance we get to that point before the trade deadline? Oh, yeah, sure it is. I mean, like I said, but it would have to be really bad. Like, I mean, he's constantly getting healthy scratch to the point where, you know, it's just, it's as soon as you think it is just not going to work for Kuzmenko with Tockett, then you you might come to there. But uh, absolutely, Jamie, every relationship in life, you, you, you know, your boss or, you know, well, that's the human beings are built on relationships and some go sour, some don't right now. I just think they're, they're going to work real hard. Look, this break coming up for the Canucks after San Jose is going to be good for Kuzmenko, you know, this break and, you know, he comes back and then they go back East in early January. I think it's a six game road trip. You know, you go home, you, cl- you clear your head, you take your time, you reassess yourself, look in the mirror this time off uh, these four days, they got off next week. I think it might be good for Kuzmenko, but I, I, just you're you're right Jamie it could go south at some point I've just not seen it right now what does going south from here look like Rick given that he's been a healthy scratch four times and is playing fourth line minutes yeah absolutely I, it, it, and and you know what all players have ego and pride it hurts but I, I will tell you something right now remember the Nashville game and the Canucks put the video out of, of players going in the dressing room mm-hmm. and who was the one guy standing there happy smiling cheering all his teammates on it was Kuzmenko um, when they were going into the, the, the Canucks dressing room on the road in that video he's just a happy-go-lucky guy I, 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 I you know hey look 
there are some players that just uh, you know are growly and you know and, and stuff like that. This guy's just one of those guys that loves the game of hockey, loves being at the rink. It, it's probably killing him right now. You know it is, and he's making five point five million. That's not good. Um, that's not good money allocation by the Canucks. It goes back to, what does it go back to? It goes back to Mr. Erickson, $6 million on the fourth line. You know, Sutter was making over $4 million on the fourth line. You know, even as much as everyone's loving Garland right now, and I mean, they had a great game last night, but $4.9 million should not be on your third line. It should be in your top six. Money allocation is big. That's not where you want a $5.5 million player on the fourth line. He doesn't want to be on the fourth line, but again, there's a one way for Kuzmenko to get back in the good books and is that is to play the game of hockey the way that Tockett wants him to play let's talk about Garland a little bit let's talk about that third line because they drove this road trip that was the engine oh. of a successful road trip Dakota Joshua in particular uh, productive he's up to eight goals Rick he's on pace for 20 goals I'm not saying I, he I, gets there but my goodness but you guys are going to talk about the goals last night. What about the five hits? Yeah. He, he's got so much confidence. Um, drawing that penalty. Drawing that penalty. Drawing the right. penalty. That was hey, amazing. Well, in the 18 minutes on the ice in overtime with Pedersen on yeah. a 2 on nothing. this guy, as much as Kuzmenko's in the dumps, this guy's at the other end of the spectrum. But I do want to let you know this. Uh, two of the three players on that third line are UFAs, including Joshua. I want to take you back, and I want to tell you how Joshua ended up in Vancouver. Go back to when the Canucks and the Blues shared a farm team in the 2020 season. That's when Abby GM Ryan Johnson really started to get a look at Joshua and identify him as a player he would go after some day. Johnson played a big role in Joshua ending up in Vancouver. Now, Joshua had strong interest when he was a UFA from a handful of teams, but he picked the Canucks two years ago, and I'll tell you why he picked the Canucks. His agent, Rich Evans, who's from White Rock, had a bird's-eye view of what was happening with the Canucks on a daily basis. He lives here, and it was Rich Evans who felt that Vancouver was the right spot for Joshua to establish himself as a regular NHL player. He wasn't a regular in St. Louis with the Blues. He was he was that guy that was going up and down from the minors. And it was, it was Rich, Rich Evans who identified Vancouver as a place this guy could be, uh, become an NHL record, uh, regular. Now, from everything I've been told, Joshua really likes it in Vancouver. Uh, the Canucks at some point are obviously going to pick up the phone and talk with Evans about a new contract. Now, everybody likes term, right? Because it gives you security. We mm-hmm. just saw Ethan Bear. He got the two years when every other team, including Vancouver, was offering one. So what did Ethan Barry, what did he do? He took the term in the two years. Nikita Zadorov is, uh, Zadorov is looking for term on his new deal. The rumor is Zadorov asked for a really big number from the Calgary Flames for term. That's why talks broke down. So you know what? I, when, I, when I'm looking more and more at agents and players and, and that term, grab guys, grab the security when you can. And with Dakota Joshua in particular, you know, as you said, he didn't establish himself as an NHL no, regular until 26, until he's 26, this, right? Yeah. And so he, and, you yeah. know, yeah, so he, like, this is his chance to go get that contract that can really set him up. And you just look at what he's doing, Rick, you know, as, as Drant said, on pace for 20 goals, the physicality, oh, yeah. the fact that he's out there killing penalties. If this is, yeah. this is a guy who I'm sure the Canucks are going to have huge interest in keeping, but there's going to be big interest around the league in this player as well. Oh, and, and look, and, and give him credit. 
because yep. in training camp, Absolutely. Rick Tockett said, you're out of shape. And then he got the healthy scratch. When he got the healthy scratch, I believe it was in November, he came back the next two games and had 12 hits. You, When adversity hits for all human beings, you have two choices. You know, you feel sorry for yourself or you get back up on the horse and get back in the race. And what he did was he got back up on the horse and got back up in the race. Because I'll tell you something right now, healthy scratches, that's, uh, that's not good. Because you know what? When you're a healthy scratch, you're one step closer to that first line in Abbotsford. He's on pace. Like, just if he keeps his pace, this pace up, it's not just 20 goals. It's 10 fights. It, it, it's 10 fights, but it's size. It's yeah. grit. It's skating. I mean, it's everything. This guy is this whole line. And, and Teddy Bluger's only on a, you know, no one talks about this, but Teddy Bluger's only on a one-year deal. Um, when Teddy Bluger picked the Canucks, he, there was a ton of teams. There was a ton of activity around uh, Teddy Bluger. And when he picked the Canucks, there was a lot of pissed-off teams that called the agent and said, hey, why'd you pick Vancouver? Well, he picked Vancouver because he's got a relationship with Alvin Rutherford and Tockett going back to Pittsburgh, and he just felt comfortable coming to, to Vancouver. So it's just not Joshua, guys. Two of the three guys in that line. Like, it's going to be fascinating to me. The Canucks have nine UFAs. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to yeah. be fascinating to me guys who they keep and who they don't you're not going to have money for everybody because look forget about the ufas you got two rfas and aronic and Pedersen. they got their hands out for big raises too so how this shapes up and how they do all these rfas and ufas i mean like as good as it's going for the canucks on the ice i think some of their biggest stories coming up in, in the next few months uh, leading into uh, july 1st are going to be Patrick Alvin and how he uh, has got a ton of challenges with a ton of free agents and how he's going to level that all out. Who stays, who doesn't, you know, people talk about Tyler Myers, you know, and again, last night, what did he have? 19 minutes. If you're going to trade Tyler Myers, you better get a defenseman back. That's going to eat that 19 minutes up because if you don't, you're going to have a big uh, hole in your, in your defense. And, and, you know, I'm like, I, I, I can see the Canucks saying, you know, we're going to keep Tyler all year long if, if, if that's, you know, past the deadline because simply the amount of minutes that he's chewing up. And it, can you get him on a lower-end two-year deal to kind of hold on until Tom Olander's ready? You know, Olander might not be ready for another two years. Who knows? Like, I don't know, like, what Olander's agent and his family are thinking about uh, Boston leaving this year or maybe next year. But can you find a placeholder uh, for Olander for two years before he's ready? So there's a... the, the there's going to be a lot of juggling by Alvin and, and the and just in a huge amount of RFA and UFA players. Rick, one thing that was really notable about how the Canucks did business last year. Okay, now mm-hmm. obviously this is a team in a very different circumstance, given that they're first in the West, first in the Pacific. Yeah. But Miller extended, Bo Horvat expiring, traded, right? Yeah. Um, they extended before the end of the year, like Juleson, Phil DiGiuseppe, Brisebois. Yeah. Like, if you were not inked ahead, Kuzmenko, if you weren't inked ahead of time, yeah, they were going to monetize you. Like, they were going yeah, to make sure can. that they didn't lose value, you know, with the exception of Kyle Burroughs, right? They yeah. were going to make yeah. sure they didn't lose value Impending unrestricted free agency. There's no way they can approach this deadline similarly no, with no, just... all nine guys. But I wonder if there's at least part of that logic 
that carries over. If we see this team get active on the other side of the holiday break, trying to see exactly who they can pin down beforehand, what do you expect? Yeah, well, first of all, the trade deadline is going to be huge because for the yeah. first time in, in Vancouver in probably 10 years, the trade di- deadline well, is going to be it's they, going to they be different. They bought in 19. They bought yeah. in 19. Oh, okay, okay. So first time since 19. Five years, yeah. Yeah, for the first time since 19, they're going to be buyers and not sellers. So that in itself is going to be amazing. Like, I, I you know, I keep hearing, you know, they, they still have interest in, in Chris Tanev. Like, you know, you talk about what the Vancouver Canucks are going to do, uh, Thomas. I'm going to be fascinated what the Flames do because they've got, you know, Hannafin, Tanev, you know, mm-hmm. they, they've got, you know, some big time UFA players that they got to deal with. And, 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 and the other thing on Tanev, you know, his last game, uh, I think the game on Monday, he blocked 10 shots. Like if I'm the Flames, I might want to move that guy a little bit quicker, knowing the style of hockey he plays, because you're always, you're always worried about an injury with Tanev, right? Mm-hmm. But it, this trade deadline, Thomas, is going to be pretty fascinating. You got all these UFAs and the Canucks are clearly going to the playoffs. It's what is that we're in almost late December, their first overall in the NHL standings. They're obviously going to the playoffs. It's going to be amazing how they juggle the UFAs and juggle possibly adding to make this team better uh, at the deadline. Guys, I want to uh, bring up something about Noah Juleson. Okay. And, you know, we can all agree that Juleson has been really good the last two or three weeks, uh, 16 minutes again last night. Uh, the Canucks are liking what they're seeing. So Juleson got his housing letter recently from management, which means he can check out of his hotel and find a place to live, also meaning he's going to stick around for a long time. So when you're in a hotel, you're always kind of wondering, are they going to send me back to the minors? Now he's going to have peace of mind uh, to go out and play his game. Really good story. You know, he struggled early, you know, but people don't realize uh, these players, they go, uh, they have issues off the ice on the ice they're like normal human beings like us and you know sometimes they go through rough patches on the ice we don't always know the full story with the Canucks not getting Ethan Bear and no guarantee they're going to add another right shot D Juleson's importance gone up I was told that even if Ethan Bear came to Vancouver that Juleson was still going to be kept around so everybody's happy with Noah Juleson right now and it's, it's a really good feel good feel good story that in the last two three uh, weeks he's really picked it up that's great that's a great uh, tidbit to get in at the end there, Dolly. Appreciate it. Great for uh, Noah one Juleson. More. Okay, one, one more. more. Here we go. One more. I got a Christmas uh, gift for uh, uh, Thomas. It's uh, Tony Robbins' book, The Power of Positive <laughs> Thinking. And there's also a seminar in Thailand for six months I want to send uh, Thomas to. If you're willing, a Thomas, I'll pick up. seminar? Six-month seminar in, uh, in Thailand. Uh, Thomas, if you want, I'll, I'll, I'll get a GoFundMe page. Six months in Thailand. Go see to- uh, Tony Robbins. If you want to do it, Thomas, I'm, I'll work on it for you. It's all mumbo jumbo, Rick. Power I'm, I'm of positive good. thinking. I'm Thomas, good. I've read his books. It would, wouldn't kill you if you read it. You've read Tony Robbins. There's a big books? difference between reading a book and going for six months to Thailand with Tony no, Robbins. I just made the six months up. I'd love to ship, uh, uh, what's his name, Drance out of town for six months. Listen, uh, the power of positive thinking, Thomas, Tony Robbins, look into it. I'm hey, serious. Hey, you Bye. Know, you know what they say about Thailand? Oh, he laughed. Dolly will hung up on you. <laughs> He, he actually just hung up on us. He usually does. Um, you know what they Got say the about word. you know what they say about Thailand? It's a place where the point percentage is always five hundred. <laughs> um, six six months six six months in Thailand. It's Thailand. Oh my god! Go home. Six months in Thailand. Doing the final segment on his own. Sounds like the start of like a, a horror I'll, movie or I'll, something. I'll wait till I go on his show before I call him out for pandering. Guy loves me. Guy loves me, but he's like, oh, I gotta. 
I've got to bloody him. Sure uh, that was uh, Rick Dollywall. So thank you, Rick. Uh, yeah, look forward to you on uh, on Donnie and Dolly later today. All right. So I guess I have to think of something to get Rick. Yeah, that's true. You got to think he, of a, he got a rejoinder. A, he got me a Tony Robbins book and a six month trip to Thailand. It's a pretty generous gift. That I'm gonna have to. Very generous. I'm gonna gift. have to come up with something passive aggressive to offer him. Um, okay, it's an ask us anything a pronunciation Friday. Pronunciation guide, perhaps. <laughs> that's a good one. A Russian pronunciation guide, Zadorov. specifically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what is it, like hooked on phonics or something? Or <laughs> hooked on phonics, Rosetta Stone. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> a Duolingo. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Um, okay, it's an Ask Us Anything Friday. We are giving away a gift card to AJ's Pizza for the best Ask Us Anything. Uh, we'll read some here. We'll give away the prize in the next segment. So if you have a great Ask Us Anything, uh, this is your time. Text in 650-650 to the Dunbar Lumber text line for your chance to win the gift card to AJ's Pizza. Uh, this one comes in from Daniel from Richmond, who says, what's your favorite activity to do when your connecting flight is delayed by more than four hours? Do you hang out at the airport or leave to explore the city? I'm currently stuck in Montreal waiting for our flight to Quebec City. I'm looking for food, but nothing is comparable to AJ's Pizza. No, you're not going to find that uh, typically at, at your airport. I got to say, I actually like I don't know if this is a weird take. I kind of like hanging out at the airport once you're checked in, once you're through security and there's no stress about like, oh, am I going to make my flight or whatever? But like getting, uh, you know, sitting at an airport bar. Well, great. Yeah, who the is great it? thing about an airport is, is it Bic? Who is it at the station? You can that drink any time. Yes. Of the day? Yeah. Who's Nobody is going to look askance at you for having a beer because it's like, well, who knows what time zone this guy's from? There's exactly. somebody at the station that loves hanging out at airport bars. And I want to say I learned that within my first month of working here. <laughs> I think it was Bic. It does sound a bit like a Bic. That's yeah. totally a big thing. But I enjoy I actually do I enjoy it too. I like hanging out at an airport. You nurse a beer for a while. You don't you go you go look at the magazine selection the, the, you, you, and you guys, news. But th- like, this is this is spoken by people who do not follow an NHL team around North America with like four AM arrivals at it's the airport. True. Like, Correct. You get to the airport. I literally my my airport routine is I sit at the gate, I get there, I try to time it so that I wait as little time as possible. And then I sit there and I do my expenses. <laughs> Incredible. It's See, so I don't. Grim. It's not like I go to the airport early to for the pleasure of hanging out at the at the bar. But I'm saying if I have a connection, I don't mind a couple hours, few hours my, to leave the airport and go into the city. You need like, I, I would want at least. I don't like clearing security again when you come back. So I think I've only done that like once in my life. I, I, that's I'm not a fan of that. I, I, my wife's family has this thing where they're like, oh, our flight's at 6. Like, So you drop us off at the airport at like 2.30. You know what I mean? Like they're <laughs> they're they're only comfortable if they're like 18 hours early for yeah. a flight, and it drives me nuts. When that is, that on, is my family as well. Yeah, when we go on family trips, I'll be like, yeah, I'll get there for 4. And everyone's like, whoa, we'll be there for like, you know, 9 a.m. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't. just cannot with this. Rance, no. what's the best, air, outside of YVR, what's the best airport in North America that you've been to? I really like Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's got a class airport. Okay. Um, you know, I mostly note the airports that are bad. Like, the thing about an airport is I very rarely show up and I'm like, ha huzzah, the airport. This place is amazing. Here's it has my, everything. I'll tell you what my favorite airport is. My favorite airport is renting a car because I'm close enough to drive. My second favorite airport is taking the train because I'm close enough to take the train. That's okay. Those are my favorite airports. I hate flying. So when, somebody, when, when I can avoid it. And not because I'm scared of flying, just because I don't like flying. Somebody texted in 
about Beck and airports. It's just, I got it. We got to get confirmation on this. It is sad, and it's his holiday tradition. He just goes and sits in the bars at the airport. No flight, no ticket. Just goes and sits at the airport bar. That, but you can't get past security. Well, no, but there's bars before security. At YVR, I think so. There definitely is. There's restaurants before security, or at least there used to be. I haven't been to YVR in a while, to be honest. But there's a lot of fast food ones, or at least on the international side. Maybe on the international side, there used to be like uh, I remember there was like a Wolfgang Puck restaurant. I don't know what it is. A restaurant before security. I'd be like, this is the most stressful part. I got to get through security. I don't know, man. (laughs) Interesting. I truly don't know, but apparently. That's the thing that Bic does. That is truly wild. I did not realize that. Uh, okay, send your Ask Us Anythings, and we will give away an AJ's Pizza gift card to the best Ask Us Anything, and we'll read a whole bunch coming up in the final segment here on Halford & Bruff, Sportsnet 650. Big opinions and good bets. It's the People Show with Bic Nazar. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Colonia, West Coast. Coast. <laughs> Yeah, Kelowna, baby, best place in the world right here. Welcome back to Alfred and Buck here, Sportsnet 650. Jamie Dodd, Thomas Trance. Filling in for the boys. It's the final segment of the week. Final show before Christmas. Uh, Very exciting. Thank you for everyone for tuning in and listening. Uh, This hour of Alfred and Bruff brought to you by Campbell and Pound Real Estate Appraisers. Trust the expertise of Campbell and Pound. Visit campbell-pound.com today. Uh, also brought to you by the Delari family of Acura dealers. Experience the Delari difference today. Visit your nearest Delari Acura dealer. Okay, so I've got a lot to like do in this segment, right, Andy? Do I do I? Are we giving away the gift card right now? Yes. All right, and I'm doing the read. Okay, so best to ask us anything today gets a gift card. How much is it? Hundred dollars. Hundred dollars. Let's go. Let's That's go. incredible. Uh, to AJ's Pizza on East Broadway. Come get a slice of Brooklyn in Vancouver. AJ's Pizza on East Broadway. Authentic Brooklyn-style pizza. Dine in or order online at AJ's.pizza. And uh, we gave it to Daniel and Richmond, right, for the question about the airports? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it led us to learning about Bix's insane airport habit. It was so. a good, it's a great question. It's a good question. I, 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 I Do we even know also, the that Montreal this is airports like about not Bic? Close. Yeah. It sounds true. <laughs> <laughs> I know Bick pretty well, and I also the texter who texted in uh, is a regular texter. Not that that means I should trust them, but I do. <laughs> I trust them to be listening to the shows enough that they. If a regular texter told you to jump off a cliff, would you? No, but. You should have said yeah. There's certain credibility that you build up. It depends on right? the texter. That's yeah, true. Exactly. It like, really does like depend when, on the texter. Like when Mike the urologist texts in and says he's a urologist, I'm like, yes. I'm like, yeah, I buy it. Yeah. Would somebody really do that? Just lie in the inbox <laughs> about their profession? Absolutely not. No, I can't imagine it. No, I mean the downstream effects of that. No, this was just a bad urology joke. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, so there you go. Congrats to Daniel in Richmond. Um, hey, Doug is so mad at me. 
Just bad pun after bad pun. Uh, What's your bad speaking, pun points percentage? Speaking of Mike, very, the Urolo- very high. Speaking of Mike, the urologist from Brockville, I was going to read and ask us anything oh, okay. from Mike. He's like a, one of the main characters on the show. Uh, what traditions do you guys have for Christmas present opening? My wife's family has to go in order of age, and each person opens all their presents while everyone else watches. It's a high pressure situation. <laughs> that sounds horrible. But this year, I'm telling myself to meet pressure with pressure. So is he saying pressure with pressure? Did you see there's a really good TikTok that are like different animal ways of opening presents? You know, so there's like the gator where you just slap the box and then there's anyway, I think that's a good approach. What? Slapping the box? No. Mimic different animals while opening the different presents and the whole family will think you're crazy yes. and then hopefully you will convince them that this should never be a So thing I again. what I don't understand is like is it everyone watches you open one present or everyone watches you open all of your presents no, in a one, row? one at a time. I remember my family my family tried crazy. this once when I was a kid and we looked at my dad like he'd just killed Santa like how can you even suggest this? Like it was the most painful thing and after that we got rid of it Everyone what we do just a free for all that what point. we do yeah. is usually like one person usually it's like one of the older kids finds a present under the tree one present for each person and like delivers the present we're all sitting around in the living room or whatever and then we at the same time open that present right so it's like a round system and then the person goes and like delivers presents to everyone hmm. we all open the present at the same time it's- to keep everyone on track because otherwise with kids it's just like a feeding frenzy well, if yeah. you don't have, if you don't have any structure I'm, I'm, you got to have structure you got to have a you got, you got the talking approach habits. as opposed to like yeah. the food it's like, it's like the, like the warm-up in hockey where the guy goes to the net and gets the puck yeah, and delivers it out to the yeah. side i see I yeah hate, i hate all of this need- feeding frenzy for the win yeah just make sure you open the present with air holes first learn that the hard way once yeah and and also you gotta <laughs> let you 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 gotta let the kid walk in. Like the one thing that I care about on Christmas, right? Is I think is I, I think the I think kids, anyone under fifteen, <laughs> okay, because you're still allowed to be excited about Christmas at thirteen, fourteen. What, what I can't be right now? You no, know, you can be now, but in a different way. You can in be a excited. Different way. You can be excited for Christmas, but if you're really excited to open presents, like there's something wrong with you after fifteen. That's my opinion. <laughs> okay, but I think kids should have the ability to like walk in wide-eyed and like pick their first present sure yeah that's yeah, important that's, to me. That's, yeah. that's important to me that's fun um my family we open one present christmas eve yeah we did that and too. they're always pajamas it's always a pajama present oh, so you know which present you're opening yeah okay one present and it's always pajamas um and other than that we don't really have christmas traditions it's great i love it no christmas traditions or none related to presents <laughs> none at all and say i'd say my wife and i only have one my wife believes that we should only watch home alone the number one christmas movie my on favorite christmas, christmas movie christmas on christmas eve, eve. debatable yep, that is correct so debatable now my problem with this is christmas eve rolls around you drink you be merry you get sure. into conversations you're having fun 10 p.m 11 p.m rolls around you want to do christmas karaoke or whatever I don't want to watch a movie. And all of a sudden, I've lost the ability to watch Home Alone before Christmas in the month of December when it's like there have been so many nights over the last three weeks where we've been like, what should we watch? And we can't watch Home Alone. We have to save it for Christmas Eve. But then there's going to be so much happening on Christmas Eve. 
So somebody else texted. I've got in, a bone to pick with my wife. I was going to say this. somebody else texted in earlier that it's Festivus, and do you have any uh, grievances to air? And we do. <laughs> Apparently, Drance has a grievance with his wife. Every, to every air. day is Festivus for Drance. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, sorry. I, 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 yeah, you're right. Every day is that. That's <laughs> the truth. <laughs> That's the truth. I got a big ass metal pole in my living room. I never take it down. <laughs> I am I am slightly annoyed about everything every day. <laughs> Come, Georgie, face your father. Uh, it was a great episode. I so uh, my, the only like tradition Christmas movie that I watch every year with my family now is the Muppet Christmas Carol, which oh, is fantastic. You, you got it. Yeah. Love the Muppet Christmas uh, Carol. Also, low-key, it's it's often slept on, but the Mickey's Christmas Carol, is the very animated good one, is yeah. very... But that's, like, more, like, just for kids, I would say. Well, for sure, the, but it's very heartwarming. The Muppet Christmas Carol is, is awesome. Is oh, yeah, the scene, where, the scene where Animal has to play the drums really slowly and he's just losing his mind that he can't go crazy. <laughs> I laugh every time of that without fit. It is very funny. It's a very funny the, movie. Neil Zaman... Personalized license plate. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh Christmas boy. story. That's up there. I gotta watch that one. Christmas uh, story. Uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I always watch that I'm, one. I'm not a big. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life guy. You know what? I watched that for the first time ever, only wow, like two you're years so ago. Lucky. I'd never seen it before. It's not very. And good. for some reason, I thought it was going to be something totally different than it was. Yeah. And it felt like I was watching like a Twilight Zone episode. Like it was yeah. very strange and kind of dark. Yeah. And it, it wasn't what I. I guess mm. I built up in my, my head. My wife's family watched that every Christmas Eve growing up, and she came to hate that movie. I hate. She that really movie despises so it. much. <laughs> so much. I'm also really nervous. So I'm I'm still alive in four of my six fantasy football leagues. And I'm deeply nervous about like having to sweat it out during like on Christmas Eve, you know, or on Christmas, yeah, Christmas Day. Day. Yeah. You know, like Christmas Day, 10 a.m. Raiders Chiefs. I'm going to be like, it's 10 a.m. My niece and nephew are opening presents. Everyone's gathered around. There's Irish cream in the in the coffees. Like, you know, it's beautiful outside. Nice snowy mountain Christmas. My dog's running around playing with his new toys. Like, I should be in the moment, and I'm going to be like. Constantly refreshing the Yahoo app. Sounds pathetic. Oh, Christmas, we, Christmas Day basketball is I've always unreal like, tradition. I've always enjoyed Christmas Day basketball, but I never get to it till the later games. Right. You know, like it's the 10 a.m. Chiefs Raiders game on Christmas Day that I'm like sweating the most. Because I think I can sneak away to watch the 10 a.m. Christmas Eve games. Right. Provided that I do something fun in the morning. Because it's really the evening that matters in mm-hmm. Christmas Eve, right? Mm-hmm. And like Ravens 49ers, that's no problem. Everyone can watch Ravens 49ers. Everyone can watch the evening. Because by the time you've had dinner, everyone's like free, right? I used to go to movies. That used to be one thing I used to do every year. Actually. Yeah, that, movie that used to be Christmas a, a big thing. There'd be big Christmas releases. You don't yeah. see that as much anymore. No. I mean, it still happens. Obviously, the way people watch movies has totally changed too, though. So that's that was part, a big thing, though. You're right. Like big. Ba- oh yeah, back in the day, some big Christmas. I think movies I went to out. like the Lord of the Rings on Christmas, like between with my cousins, like between presents and Christmas dinner. Mm-hmm. Went to like yeah, something that used to be a thing. I know sure. I saw a couple I Star Wars on show. Christmas Day. For Sherlock sure. Holmes was Christmas Day. Django, right? Django Unchained. Look at this. Like, these are great Christmas movies. Movie. <laughs> I went and saw Django Unchained on Christmas Day. It was great. Good movie. So awesome. Um, this one from... <laughs> it, uh, it, it, it had my attention, but now it has my curiosity. <laughs> Before we had like kids in the mix on this side of the family, my 
I or my wife and her family, we would go uh, to the Commodore Bowling Lands on Christmas Eve oh, cool. every year, which was fun. Oh, that the, is fun. I the, love that. The most cheerful place in the world on Christmas <laughs> Eve, let me tell you. How many lanes you want? Not a lot of other activity happening other than us at the Commodore Bowling Lands. Uh, Colin in Tawasson says, ask us anything. What's the best sports-related Christmas present that you ever received? Sports-related? Sports-related. I remember one I got as a kid. I got a uh, Pavel Bure uh, poster that like had Russian rocket in big letters across, and that was pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I was mean, pretty stoked about that. When I got a hockey net when I was seven, I remember mm. that because it's such a big present to have in your living room. Yeah, that was cool. You know, like that was we good. We got ours. That was really sweet. Yeah, and then, uh, but I used to get tickets. I got Canucks tickets every year. Nice. Like every year, and, yeah, and it was like hard tickets, you know what I mean? And that was like the big gift that I'd get, but the best Canucks gift I ever got, okay, was um, we were watching the, I think it was the 1996 World Cup, remember? Yep. Which was, like, amazing, right? The mm-hmm. Team USA won. It was devastating. But Canada has that, like, big OT win, Paul Coffey with the sick entry. And uh, I'm, I was, what? What? Of course, we all remember the sick zone entry from Paul Coffey. You should. Yeah. It was unbelievable stuff from uh, the Oilers assistant coach. Anyway. Yeah, even at the age of like, wow, what a good zone entry. <laughs> even at the age of, as eight, you note it down in your notepad. Even at the age of eight, I'm like taking notes. I'm like, what they really need is a controlled entry from Paul Coffey here. <laughs> um, and I, I mentioned to my grandfather, uh, you know, like I, that I didn't understand why Wayne Gretzky was like talked about the way Wayne Gretzky was talked about because mm-hmm. by the time I was watching sure. hockey closely enough to appreciate Paul Coffey's zone entries at the age of nine. Uh, he he wasn't the best in the league anymore. He was great still, but he wasn't the best in the league. And um, my grandfather bought tickets to see the Rangers play in Vancouver. As a result, he was like, you have to see Wayne Gretzky. You have to understand it. So my grandfather took me to go see Canucks Rangers in like pretty good seats, like way better seats than I usually would have gone with uh, gone to a game in. He's 29th and final career hat trick that night. He completely dominated and it was awesome. I still like remember that very, That's very pretty good. fondly. That's pretty good. Yeah. I, I had tickets to go see the Canucks and the Kings once as a kid when, when Gretzky was still in L.A., but he was I think it was an injury and he didn't play. And I was like, oh, oh I was that's really devastated. Bad. Really, really devastated because that would have been special. Uh, ask us anything. I like this one from Austin and Langley. He says, what would be the two components of Christmas PDO? So I've been thinking about this. So it's things that are like affect your enjoyment of it, right? Mm-hmm. Affect the results. But are not fully within your control. So what's but, a high PDO Christmas day or are you going with a low? So I would say. Or are you talking about the, the two factors, components? The two components. Yeah. Okay. So because I would. The and first one, one of them has to be much more, bigger than the other. I guess. Yeah. But uh, but the, the thing is, okay, the first thing that came to mind for me is snow. snow not in your yeah. control, but like, oh, wow, white Christmas. That's incredible. Beautiful outside. You know, you go sledding or something. Take the kids to play in the snow. Yeah. I wouldn't be it, a negative guy if I didn't. <laughs> Note that it's going to be 20 degrees higher on average across North yep. America and this, uh, this not, Christmas. It is not going to be a white Christmas here I, in I, Vancouver. I'm going up to the mountains, so maybe. Um, but even that, though, it's like, because the thing with PDO is it's a little bit in your control. You know what I mean? It's not, there's not nothing you do to affect it 
which is snow, the, which is what snow is for yeah, me. Because you can I like, no, go somewhere snowy. Yeah, you can go to the mountains. Like I'm going to Pemberton for I Christmas. Uh, I'm more likely to get snow than you. But you are. That's true. So that's true. Thatcher you De- are. You are increasing your so odds. I a little have Thatcher bit. Demko, yeah. and you have and you have Stuart Skinner. Yeah, that's true. I like my odds. So I like. I think snow would be one part of it. Okay. And then the other thing I was thinking was be like, if you do like a Secret Santa, like who you get in Secret Santa, or who gets you in Secret Santa. Do you play Secret Santa or Yankee Swap or we Chris do Kringle? we do a lot? I have a I have two Secret Other presents. Yeah. You know what I mean. And then and then way too many gift cards. I, yes, exactly. I, okay, so we I, do like focused. I, Secret I love Santa. gift. What's your take on gift cards? Love um, love them. Love them. Love receiving them. Oh yeah. Because then I have like oh From, I, I got to go do this now. Then I get to go see, do this. And this for me, I hate gift cards. Oh, I've, if uh, I only got gift cards, I'd be fine with that. Pre- I hate I hate pre- using gift cards. Me too. I think it's so awkward. I also end up with like four. Why is it awkward? Yeah, I'm that like, part sucks. I go to a place and I'm ordering and whatever. They come out the machine. I'm like, ah. What God, are you talking about? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? Like, yeah, I'm not on camera right now, but you, I wish you could see my face. I'm like, ah, there you go. They're, <laughs> used, they're used to it, though. But I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I like you it. feel awkward in your head, but I guarantee you they're like, like yeah. Psych. It's, it's the holidays. We're used to it. My mom, for, yeah, our, for my wife and I, for our anniversary every year, my mom gives us a gift card to a nice restaurant. And I really like that. I appreciate that a lot. Gift card to, like, winners? It's like, eh. Gift card, period. I don't want it. Prepaid visas or GTFO? Prepaid visas. <laughs> I'm wow. with that. Yeah, prepaid visas or GTFO. No, I, I like the I like the restaurant because it's nice. It's like, hey, this is I, like the restaurant we're setting is the yourself best up one. for a nice night out. The restaurant, I, I really appreciate one. it. The That's a thoughtful one. one. I hate the ones where it's like you can use it at 15 select stores. I'm yeah. like, well, like, just get me the visa. Then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I just want the visa. Period. I I don't like gift cards. But if it's yeah. a nice restaurant and they know you like that restaurant, it's like, hey, yeah. I know you're gonna enjoy this. Go for it. So here's what I think the save percentage. Like, snow is the shooting okay. percentage okay. of Holiday PDO. And here's what I think the save percentage is. Family drama. <laughs> Would you have lots of family drama on Christmas? What, what do you like? More or less? Exactly. I, I was about to ask that. Some people, like, some people like the drama. No. I have no time. for. Like, I, I just want to get along. I want everyone to be have a nice time. Look, if things need to be said, things need to be said. Don't get me wrong. But... Christmas for me, and when 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 you have those Christmases that like go off the rails, because people do. Yeah. I, oh, absolutely. You know, a hundred percent. And um, yeah. So and Christmas is a very good time to be to to, you know, swallow your pride, be forgiving, make sure to make sure to reach out to everybody. You know, it's a good sure. time for that. Why are you looking at me like that? Am I supposed to be doing that with somebody? What, what, are, you, what, are, you, what are you trying to tell me, buddy? Yeah, something is Grant saying at an apology? Wink, or? wink. Like, what? I, I was looking at you with a magical gleam in my eyes. It's Christmas. <laughs> no, thank you. I didn't care for it. Uh, by the way, uh, I should do this read, too. We haven't done any What We Learned, but What We Learned is brought to you by Get Fire Plan. Protect what matters most at GetFirePlan.com. Comprehensive fire safety plans, monthly audits, and risk mitigation. Get $200 off today. Oh, my God. We're having a fire plan. 
Very good. Uh, I did like that PDO one from uh, from Austin and Langley as well. Final few minutes here to get some uh, some more ask us anything questions in. Somebody texted in. Uh, if you guys didn't go into sports broadcasting, what would your career paths have been? So for me, I mean, obviously, I used to be a lawyer, uh, as I've mentioned once or twice. And But the thing is, like, I didn't leave to go into sports broadcasting. I left not knowing what I would have done. So I don't think the answer is lawyer for me. I have no idea what it is, to be perfectly honest. I probably still, like, I don't know, teaching maybe. Sometimes I think, like, I looked into uh, becoming a librarian. <laughs> After I left, because I was just like doing research on like everything after I quit being a lawyer to try to figure out what I wanted Gain to do. Gave me the library. And sometimes I think about like, that would be nice. Just hanging out with books. Do you guys, <laughs> so have, like, you guys have this book? Calm, I have no idea. Calm, quiet time at the library. Yeah. And, and instead you do a show with Trent. Exactly. I, the polar opposite. I, I think no matter what I got into, okay? Yeah. I think I would have found a way to leverage my most marketable skill, which is annoying people about things that don't matter. <laughs> I mean, you picked the right you picked the right business. I did, but like, I don't know what other fields in like really celebrate that skill. No, not a lot of them. <laughs> it's, it's it's nice that you were able to narrow that like, skill down. Though. Like, imagine high school drans with like the 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 job. What do they call the the job counselor or the they they like the career? I think the, like like uh, the career path counselor. I like, you know he, what? You are really good at annoying people yeah, with takes. Like, you should consider <laughs> like, this career um, path, like restaurant health and safety inspector or something you yeah. know or like compliance no, no, no. officer would, no, no, no. or something like that i don't like rules enough for that i don't like rules enough for that so i wouldn't have that i don't that would never have worked but i i, I would have found a way to annoy as many people as possible about completely irrelevant stuff what about you a dog what would you be doing you'd be a musician yeah yeah you'd be, well you'd i mean be, I, that, you'd be writing jingles that, let's be real well yeah i mean well, i did music for about eight years i mean i don't yeah. know i mean if i yeah if i never went into radio i probably would have kept music going or yeah. Maybe I would have tried to get back into acting because I did that back in the day. Dude, you'd be... Uh, but they're both very, like, music and acting, like, any art stuff. It's like, it's so... Yeah. You don't know if you're going to make yeah. a living at it, right? I, yeah. So I might, like, try and be like, I got to find a job that I at least know I can get a paycheck from, like, weekly, like, bi-weekly. Because with acting and music, you don't necessarily know when your yeah, next look, paycheck is your, coming. Set your standards high, eh, dog? It's like, listen, all I want, give me a check every two weeks. Well, yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying, because with art, with the arts, you learn you at a very young that. age. You don't have You're that. not necessarily guaranteed a paycheck every two couple of weeks, right? I, it's, I'm telling it's you, shoot. I'm telling you right now, based off of your work on the Moj song and the Dolly song, I'm pretty confident you'd be writing the sickest jingles. It's funny you say. Well, my brother actually da, da, was da, a da, da, da. my brother was a jingle writer for a very long time in Toronto. He made a living doing that. And yeah, I've thought about it. Who composed da 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 da? I'm loving it. Trivia time. Which what? famous oh, it musician? Justin Timberlake. Justin yeah, Timberlake. It was, yeah, it was a really? pop star. I can't yeah. remember who. Here's my other favorite trivia question. All right. Tiger, or sorry, no, I give I messed up, but I'll whatever, I'll do it in reverse. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods should be the answer to this trivia question, but I've messed it up. Tiger Woods was athlete of the year in his high school. Which other famous athlete did he share the award with? Ooh. So the answer should be Tiger Woods because it's more impressive, but it's still still impressive. So, oh man, I don't know. It's, it's Tony Gonzalez. Okay. Ooh. But I mean, it's a great it, athlete. It's a much better trivia question. If you ask, it goes the other way. Lead, yeah. lead with my bad. Gonzalez. My bad. What about you, basketball Ben? Or sorry, Air Bud? Yeah, well, ben, ben still has a chance to get out of this business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and let's be real. We all know that Ben would be schooling elementary school kids on the basketball <laughs> court <laughs> professionally, and then aspiring know. to win the World Series. I don't know. Um, maybe law. 
Yeah. Got a, parents don't, are both lawyers. Don't do it. Don't do oh, it. Oh, there you go. So maybe that. That's an we got, we'll, have a, we'll have a talk after, yeah. after the show, Ben. <laughs> but after hearing Jamie, I'm, I don't know. It's a little bit scary. Don't do it. Um, okay, we will... Uh, I mean, it's not all just like Better Call Saul? No. So it's no. not like Suits? It's not like Suits. <laughs> it's not like no. Suits, my goodness. Uh, an NHL player asked me that once. I love that. Yeah. Is it is it like Suits? I was like, no, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> they should not. make a Netflix show about sports radio. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Well, new, that's not sports for, well, media. There's news radio. That's, that's not forget about news. Yeah, it was radio. a great show. Great show. There was a sports. What was it sports night? Was that what it was called? The Aaron Sorkin show. Oh yeah, short lived, but that's pretty right. good. Anyways, happy holidays to all. <laughs> uh, in all seriousness, though, this is a wrap for me and Drance uh, for On 2023. We'll be back in January. We really do appreciate everyone listening, everyone texting in, and it's gonna be a very fun few months uh, just that's where they are in the standings uh the morning show next week no morning show monday and tuesday we're off uh wednesday through friday it's a, a 7 a.m start goes to 10 a.m for wednesday through friday all right so there you go that's your morning show schedule over the break halford and bruff back in january we'll be back on the canucks talk on january 2nd yeah january 2nd uh have a great holidays merry christmas to you happy holidays happy new years be safe enjoy the time thanks for listening thanks for being a part of the show and we will talk to you in january